0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Brandon Peters, a quarterback, rolls out. Into the end zone. It is caught. Casey Washington's got it. Illinois pulled out the upset. It took nine. catches the game-winner from Brandon Peters, and Illinois has pulled off the road upset.
1: thanks to ESPN for audio on that one. It was not the, uh, especially in overtime, not the most aesthetically pleasing game is the Illini upset. The top 10 Penn State Nittany Lions squad did it in nine overtimes, nine overtimes overtimes it took before they finally got the job done on the road in state college as brett bielema in illinois were able to defeat penn state and nine. The, the, during the exactly nine times thank you for that studs adam studs scale on the ones and twos the the way that game played out i mean the, the line i rushed for more yards in that game than anyone any opponent ever has in Beaver Stadium. So, like, during regulation play, especially just the like – I'm, I'm actually calling the records at Illinois game this coming weekend for the Big Ten Network. So, in breaking down the film of that game, it, it is it, – it's entertaining just to see the, the schematics of the run game and how the Illini ended up executing that. Because, for the most part, they've, they've been a fairly effective team running the football. The passing game has been a big struggle, regardless of who's been at quarterback. That game-winning two-point conversion pass was thrown by Brandon Peters, to Casey Washington. So it's a nice moment for the Illini, a nice moment for Casey Washington to be able to catch that game winning pass. But, and you know, uh, Chase Brown runs for 223 yards, another 200 yard effort for him. So he becomes one of only three running backs in Illini history to have two separate 200 yard rushing games in the same season. Uh, my guy from Big Ten Network, my friend Howard Griffith, he was one of the others, and Rashard Mendenhall, who I'm sure many current Illini fans remember in good detail as well. He had two different 200-yard-plus rushing games in the same season. Now Chase Brown has done that for the Illini as well. But in total, 357 rushing yards that the Illini had in that game. So no doubt, credit to their offensive line for what they were able to get done up front. That was even in the midst of their left tackle for Low. Lowe you know, getting injured and having to to leave the lineup during the game, but of course, last week there was a there was a lot of of hubbub that that happened with with Brett Bielema and you know, full disclosure as I've said before, Brett Bielema was on the he was on the staff at Iowa. He was one of the assistant coaches when I got recruited to the Hawkeyes. So he was the main recruiter that ended up bringing me. To Iowa City, where I was in his first recruiting class to to go to Iowa, and we've maintained a relationship over the years since then. And I've been there to Champaign multiple times already this season, calling Illinois games. So I know Brett Bielema really well. Um, so the way my weekend ends up playing out usually because I have my my Big Ten duties on, like well, I have my Chicago duties on Friday. So when I get done. Uh, on the radio. Then I go over and I, I do a television show, Bears Unleashed, that I do for Fox 32. Do that Friday evenings. And I usually hit the road, headed out to my Big Ten game for that particular weekend. And then I go do my Big Ten duties on Saturdays. I come back Saturday night. Got my Bears throughout the day. On Sunday, I do my post-game show on television and I do my post-post show with Olin Crutes here on the score and then I go back to Fox 32 later on that night and do a show that I do with Luke Canellas called The Sports Zone that's at 10 o'clock on Sunday night. In the midst of that I'm also preparing for I do a Big Ten radio show every morning for Sirius XM so I haven't I've mainly only watched like one Big Ten football game on Saturday the one that I'm assigned to but then I have to catch up on all the Big Ten activities from throughout the weekend. And then of course, I'm very busy with the Bears Sunday. So all those things being said, and it's kind of the common joke whether I'm on with Lawrence on Mondays or on with Bernstein and Rahimi on Thursdays, there's usually some some crack about all the jobs that I have. Football season is a very, very busy time for me. So that being said, my, my point I'm leading to in this very drawn out manner is that I don't get a lot of time to like track social media and track the, the conversation, the Twitter sphere early in the week. Cause like Monday and Tuesday is a lot of catch up mode for me. A lot of big 10 catch up, a lot of NFL catch up for all the bear stuff that I do. Obviously I'm on the score Tuesday nights doing this middle light top draft and everything else. So I gotta be on top of things. So last week, when Brett Bielema, the Illini coach, where he you know ends up going to the, the podium coming off of a bye week for the Illini and actually got a, got a couple of Illinois fans in the house here. Every other top draft's over. Yes, they're very excited about their Illini victory. They're upset. But every top draft we've had up until now, there's been like some Hawkeye fans. This is the first one where nobody came up to me talking Hawkeyes, but we happen to have some Illini fans in the house. So it seems like a fitting topic to close the show with. So last Monday, Illini football coach Brett Bielema He goes to the podium, it's like a 35-minute presser, but it's coming off of a bye week where he spent the bye week spending a lot of time recruiting. So in the midst of all that recruiting where he's traveling around, his assistant coaches are traveling around, so the assembled media there, and at the time, Illinois, was I think they had two wins, what are they, two and five, I think, at that point. So the assembled media, their focus is they're going to eventually ask about the Penn State game, the big matchup coming up on the road in Happy Valley. But for the first, let's call it, 10 to 12 minutes of the press conference, it's kind of repetitive questions about recruiting, about the the current roster. You brought in all these super seniors and everything. You got a lot of experience here. You're not winning with them right now, but we know you need to revamp the roster. So Brett Bielema gets repeated questions about what was your focus in recruiting? Penn State's got a few transfer guys on their squad. Are you taking anything from that? And those questions end up leading into them just say, like trying to cycle through, like how are you going to shape the roster moving forward? In the midst of that, a lot of the comments that Beal was making or some of the questions he's trying to answer in detail were about, well, here's specifically what I think our roster will need in the future. And one of the things he specifically addressed was the fact that we got all upperclassmen on the offensive line. There's nobody who's been recruited here to the program in the last two to three years that's in the too deep for us right now. And part of what he didn't specify in that is not only are they not in the too deep because they're just not of the caliber of player who can contribute, most of them are gone. Like most of the offensive linemen for the Illini who have been recruited in the last two to three years aren't even on the team anymore. They've transferred elsewhere. They're not playing football. They're playing defensive line. They're just not even there. So a lot of what people reacted to, you know, I, I didn't even know because the press conference happens Monday. And apparently people start reacting to it on Twitter later in the day, Monday. Like I mentioned, I do my Big Ten radio show for Sirius XM every morning. So my co-host, as we're on the air in a commercial break, he asked me, like, have you heard this Brett Bielema sound? Like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Because, I'm, Frank, I'm just not on Twitter like that on Mondays. I'm just doing a bunch of other stuff and trying to see my wife and son, which is why they showed up tonight, because they don't see me a lot during the football season. So, like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. So he plays the sound for me when we come out of a commercial break on Tuesday and His impression of it was very similar to what the what the at-large reaction was about it was essentially like, well, man, Brett Bielan was being kind of rough on his players, right? I'm like, well, I don't did did you listen to the same clip I did? Because he did and this is just my first blush reaction, just hearing it for the first time, having no idea of any of the context of Twitter or anything else. I even had to point out to him that, well, he did specifically say there's not there's not guys on the roster who've been recruited here the last couple of seasons that are contributing. He's not saying all the other guys stink. He's, he's, I didn't hear him say anything about, like, I don't have any talent anywhere on the team. He's addressing specifically the, the recruiting of guys that, like, there's no youth on the offensive line too deep. That's something that's going to have to be addressed moving forward. I, at that point, still didn't have any idea what all the the buzz and the, and the, the different information cycle that was churning out a perception of what Brett Bielema had said that in the moment, I didn't know about, and at this point still is very inaccurate, in my opinion, of what was delivered, and frankly, the context of why it was even said. Like even specifically, the, the, the comment about like, Kentucky Derby, you know, uh, you don't go to see the, the rider, you go to see the bet on the horses, and that sort of thing. That was again, specifically in response to a question about the media, one of the media there in, in person, asking him specifically, Your assistant coaches tell us, like, you work really hard at recruiting. Why is it so important for you to work hard at recruiting? And he specifically, in addressing that question, said, well, a coach is only as good as his players. You don't go to the Kentucky Derby. He wasn't talking about, like, I only have two wins right now because my players stink. He was specifically addressing a question asked to him about why he recruits so hard. And all this other reaction that ended up ensuing out of it was completely about something that that he wasn't claiming. He wasn't saying anything about the roster, about the effort, about why he only has a two win team. He spent the first ten plus minutes of his press conference coming out the bye week addressing recruiting because that's what the media kept asking him about. And he specifically was addressing these recruiting questions that the media had for him. So for whatever reason and you know I'm folks know especially folks in the industry folks in the football world like they, they know I, I know Brett Bieleman they know I you know he brought me to Iowa and everything else so I didn't spend a lot of frankly I didn't even have time to try to spend a bunch of extra effort like hey here's what happened with Brett and you guys are wrong and blah blah I, you know I, Brett's a big boy and frankly this I assumed it would be kind of a blip on the radar my studio shows that I do in the Big Ten Network Wednesday like hey do you want to address them I'm like if you want they had apparently addressed it on the network the day before. I don't feel the need to go out here and be some kind of Brett Bielema apologist. It doesn't sound like a very big deal, so I, no, let's leave it alone. Let's talk football. Let's talk about the games this coming weekend. I didn't realize it was like going to continue to fester throughout the rest of the week, into the weekend. So by you know by the time it gets to the weekend where I'm getting done with the activities I had in West Lafayette, then I end up I finally kind of fired a couple of tweets off afterwards. Like hey, here's what I understood of what Brett Bielema said. I even posted the link to the press conference just saying, like, if you care to go back and actually watch the press conference for Monday, here is actually what took place. This one minute or 90 second clip that everybody's reacting to and assuming what he's talking about is not at all what he was actually addressing, but this is obviously how Twitter works and how social media works and you know, folks took it, ran with it, did what they wanted to do. I don't know for sure that that's actually what led to what we saw on Saturday. Because, frankly, I still don't think Illinois is a, a great team. They're obviously not a great team this year. I'm not sure they're a very good team this year. They're a team with a whole lot of work to do. They had a magnificent win against a banged-up Penn State squad, but they did it on the road. My senior year at Iowa in 2000, Brett Bielema was on that staff. We weren't a very good team yet in 2000. We were just kind of building and growing. We went on the road against a good, not a top ten, but a good Penn State team when they were trying to, that Joe Paterno was trying to tie the all-time NCAA wins record, and we went on the road and we beat them in double overtime. But we still weren't a very good team at Iowa at that point. So that game, and we didn't have like some sort of you know controversial public reaction going into that game or anything in 2000. But we were a growing program. So you know Brett Bielema, his team, his staff. Congratulations to them on the dub. Who knows? Maybe the last one they get all season. I have no idea. We'll see what happens when they take on records. Records is coming off a of bye week, but I'll have that game this Saturday at 11 on the Big Ten Network. But I addressed it a little bit on my Big Ten show just you know, just after it all came out last week. And it's it continued to a surprising extent, so I figured I'd take this opportunity towards the end of the show to at least provide whatever context was still lacking from that. But in the end, what they did on Saturday, to me, was more about having those veteran players, having an offensive line that was able to dominate on the ground, but it was cool to see the players' reaction to Brett Bielema afterwards and I'm sure if nothing else, even if it wasn't the performance but the reaction that the Illini players had afterwards seemed very specific to wanting everybody to know how much they love their coach because anybody who knows Brett Bielema, who's been around Brett Bielema, who's been around Brett Bielema coaching and teaching his players they know how those relationships for him work. That That is a very big deal for him. He's no saint but he is a guy who certainly values the human side of the relationships that he forms and it was, it, was, it was impressive to see that he's formed that tight of bond with his players where they, they got a lot out of what they were able to do for him and for their program on Saturday. Like I said, I'll be out there, Big Ten Network on Saturday, but wanted to share those thoughts on a situation that I'm sure at this point will likely be in the rearview mirror for the Illini and for everyone else. But this has been the Middle Light Top Draft from Floyd Santos in the South Loop. I'm Anthony Heron, Head Bears legend Lance Briggs out here with me as well. So next Tuesday night, we'll do that again. But I will be on with Bernstein and Rahimi on Thursday. Looking forward to that. I, I join them at 11 o'clock on Thursday. So make sure you check it out when I'm on there with them. Spent nearly an hour doing that. Thanks to James Nouveau, a guest we had on earlier in the show, talking about the Blackhawks situation. We'll see what else ends up playing out there, because that is a very, very sordid situation over there at the United Center. But, Bulls are 4-0, that's a lot of fun. Like talking about undefeated teams in Chicago. And we will see what happens with the Bears as they host the 49ers this coming Sunday. I will be on Bears Post Game Live and then I'll be on the post post show after that game comes to its conclusion, and also on the Sports Zone on Sunday night. My thanks to Lance Briggs, my thanks to Florence Santos, and everybody who came out and the Illini fans who stuck it out all the way here until nine o'clock. I'm Anthony Heron at Twitter on Big Ant Heron. This is the Miller Lite Top Draft on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy The Score.
0: Boy.